Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Easy Conversations podcast, a podcast about having easy conversations. I'm your host, Furkan Dandia. In this week's episode, I'm excited to welcome Curtis Alexander, who started Day One Dads in Calgary. Curtis talks about why starting an initiative like Day One Dads was so important for him and why he believes there's tons of value for initiatives like this one and others. Curtis also shares his own approach when working with his staff regarding their mental health and providing support. In this episode, Curtis talks about some new events that will be coming up in 2022 with Day One Dads, including a charity poker event and golf tournament. For listeners that are not familiar with this initiative, Day One Dads' mission is to build a connected community of dads through engagement and access to support. This community provides a place where dads can express the unique lives they live, where they can learn and find ways to be better fathers. The philosophy at Day One Dads is that together we can do more for ourselves, our community, and the ones we love. Please check out the work Curtis is doing through the Day One Dads base and their page on Instagram at Day One Dads. I really hope you get a lot of this out of this episode. And if at the end, if you could leave a five-star review, I would truly appreciate it. All right, Curtis, welcome to the Easy Conversations podcast. Thank you for doing this. I appreciate you taking the time and, and giving me the opportunity to have this conversation. I'm really excited about what we're going to talk about and what your initiative is all about. So, uh, and I'm hoping the listeners can get a lot out of this. And I think the work you're doing in the community of Calgary is amazing. And, uh, you know, I, I, I would think this is something that could spread. So thank you for taking on this initiative. But before we get started, I want to give you an opportunity to introduce yourself and talk a little bit about what it is that you do and and why this initiative was important um, is something we can delve into. But first, the, the person behind Day One Dads, Curtis. Yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, no, thanks for having me. I think uh, this is exciting. Um, you know, I love this topic uh, uh, about dads and fatherhood and more importantly, men's mental health. Mm -hmm. So uh, a little bit about myself, um, you know, I'm a father of two young boys, um, four and seven, and I have a lovely wife as well. And, you know, I think mental health is an important thing. So it's kind of derived to organizing uh, what we call day one dads. And really the initiative behind it is to create more awareness around men's mental health and the opportunities that men do struggle as well. Mm -hmm. And the comfort of uh, being able to talk about it uh, is is really the, the ultimate goal. So um, I think, you know, everything everybody's been through in the last 24 months, uh, it's a true sign that it needs to be a focus. So really excited to, to kind of hop on this initiative and, you know, and, and take some of the learnings from myself and others around me and um, hopefully we get others uh, on board as well. Yeah, no, that's amazing. And, and you know, I think the, the message behind men's mental health is important, something I'm passionate about. And this is why I do this podcast. But what was it for you that made you think this is something that's needed or it's important? Was it something that you experienced yourself as becoming a father or you were seeing it amongst your community of men um, and some of your friends? What, what was that really kind of catalyst for you wanting to do this initiative? Yeah, you know, it, it was, it, it hit home. 
um, I think that's where, uh, you know, going through the ups and downs of the pandemic and slowly realized that um, I wasn't good. And, you know, really, I really have a good close, uh, close group of friends that actually helped as well to say, hey, you know, I'm not doing okay. And I said, you know what, I'm not doing okay either. And so our conversation switched from, hey, how you doing? Let's meet on the patio for a beer to how are you doing? Hey man, I'm not doing so good. Okay, how can I help? Right, let's talk through this. And um, the dynamic of our conversations changed. So, uh, you know, for me, uh, you know, being in the hospitality industry, obviously we opened and closed multiple times. So that was, that was a challenge. Um, and not only for myself, but just for my team. And, you know, the feeling that, uh, you know, me as a leader uh, in, within my hospitality group is that I need to be available for them. Mm-hmm. And, and at the point where it's like, okay, well, if I'm here for you, who's going to be here for me? And if I need to be the rock. So um, at that point, you know, just, you know, working on my self-awareness, I was just like, hey, I'm like, things aren't doing good. So I just created some conversations, you know, increased my communication with my wife, um, increased my communication with uh, my inner circle friends. And, and then we kind of realized, but like, hey, well, it's not just us that's dealing with this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in the, in the spirit of, of always giving back and, and being involved in the community, I'm like, let's do something impactful. Mm-hmm. Um, so which kind of derived to day one dance coming together. And, uh, you know, and, and then later in the year, um, we actually became an official nonprofit. So that's what uh, uh, we're now the day one dance impact foundation. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's great, and I think there's a couple of things you touched on that are equally important. One of them is being able to open up and be vulnerable with other men, and I think yeah. part of the struggle I see and and um, I continue to see is is men really struggle with that, right? And, and it's getting better for sure because there's people yeah. like you and I and and our social circle where we're having these conversations, but you still don't see enough of it. What was it like for you? to have those conversations initially? Did you see, feel resistance within yourself or even your friends, like to be able to express some of the <laughs> emotions and, and feelings yeah. we experienced? Like it's, first of all, it, you know, I believe it, that wasn't role modeled for us. Um, I think mm-hmm. the, the generation before us, um, they didn't know how to do it. So it wasn't role modeled for us, but then even to be able to put words to it, I find like at times, myself even though I practice it I struggle with it quite a bit so how was it for you or even your friends like were you were you able to get over that hump yeah you know it definitely took some time right I think for um I think vulnerability takes practice um Mm -hmm. it just doesn't happen and um you know as we start to engage in some of these conversations we uh we we practice with each other like hey okay I'm gonna open up a little bit Okay, now I'm gonna open up a little bit more. And then as all it takes is one person to really open up and be vulnerable for the other person to be like, okay, this is a safe space, mm-hmm. right? I could be honest right now. And, and I think that's where the practice uh, came into play. Um, for me, myself personally, yes, it was, that's always kind of been a, a struggle for myself um, and just being able to open up and being vulnerable. And it's the stuff that stemmed from my young childhood and, you know, being bullied and, and how I dealt with being bullied. And I think that piece of it was, you know, take it, put it deep down inside and move forward. Right. Yeah. And try to show the other person that you're not bothering me. 
but then therefore I wasn't able to express myself and communicate. So, um, and you know, it, it always has to be expressed some sort of way, whether it's going to the gym, whether I end up blowing up at somebody for no reason, but um, it, it needs to exit somewhere. So I think that's where opening up and being vulnerable um, is, is key. And like I said, it takes practice. Yeah, yeah. And one of the important things you've uh, pointed out is it all starts with one person and you need to create that safe yeah. space. I see that quite a bit, uh, even in the men's group uh, that I kind of do and uh, co-facilitate, we see that, right? <clears throat> There's a lot of resistance initially. And as soon as they start feeling safe, um, they start opening up and sharing some of the things that may be going on in life that we typically yeah. don't talk about or there's no space for those conversations and it, it's it's really cool to see but I think for us it's it's important to understand that we need to be able to create that safe space for other men and mm -hmm. uh, the more we do it the easier it gets for everyone um, I agree yeah and then the other thing I know you and I chatted about offline when we met uh, initially was in your kind of industry with your team one of the unique things you were doing was being compassionate and, and inquiring about people's mental health and, and supporting them, especially during these tough times. And like you said, with the, the lockdowns and things opening up <clears throat> partially, and it was, it was tough for people, right? Especially uh, people in your team. Do you want to expand on why you felt it was important to give people that space and, and be more understanding? Whereas some places may not have that, even that awareness of mental health or, or being able yeah. to help employees through that. Yeah, you know, I think um, in any industry that it is, it's, it's all about the people. Mm -hmm. And if you can't take care of your people, your staff, um, the rest of it doesn't matter. You can have the best product in the world, but if you don't have the right people behind that product, um, it's, it's not going to be anything. So especially in my industry, I think, um, it's, it is important that we extend ourselves beyond just actual job. But the question of, like I said, it's, Hey, how are you doing? Mm -hmm. How's life outside of the work? Right. And, you know, sometimes you say, you know, try to leave your problems at the door when you come in, but that's not, that's not the reality. Yeah. Right. Uh, we try to create an environment where yes, people can escape from reality because work is so much fun. But um, I think, you know, as a leader, as a, as their manager, I want to make sure that, that, you know, they know that I care, right? And, and their well-being outside of work does affect inside of work. So really kind of pivot your mindset on, on how you, you manage your staff, mm -hmm. right? And then what you look for for them and, um, and build that relationship with yeah. them. So, yeah, just that check-in. Like I said, it's, hey, how's it going? No, it's not good. How can I help you? Yeah. And there's only so much we can do, but just knowing that they have another resource and outlet that can help them beyond their parents and their best friend to say, hey, work can help me too. I think that's impactful. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's very important. And how was it received? And did you see a difference in how people were showing up or how it was impacting their performance, knowing that, hey, I have this safe space. You know, I can mm -hmm. go talk to Curtis if something is doesn't feel right. And, you know, i there's no fear of judgment or, or consequences. Like how was that received? Uh, well received. Um, I think that is, uh, it really makes a true difference in the success um, that we've been having over the last couple of years. Um, I, myself, I've been in the hospitality industry for like the last 20 years. So 
Uh, so kind of taking all that together and really kind of once again, breaking a stigma, right? Breaking a stigma of, of how a, a man can be vulnerable, right? And he cannot be okay to the stigma of the hospitality industries that, hey, you know what? It's not only just a career, but it's actually a business that that cares for their, for their people. And unfortunately, the hospitality industry isn't doesn't have that reputation. But you know, there's there's a few good um, uh, organizations that really focus on, on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and at the end of the day, like in your case, in, in the in this industry, it's the people that make the business, right? Without the people, yeah. you're not really doing much. So, and and yeah. we often forget how important people are, even as on the other side, as customers, you know, we, mm-hmm. we don't really appreciate what the people might be going through. And, and it's so yeah. one-on-one interaction, whereas other industries, you don't have that direct interaction with uh, the employees. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's important yeah. to be mindful of that. Yeah. No, that's great. I definitely agree. Yeah. And, and I guess now coming back to day one, dads, like what is day one dads? Like, what are you guys doing? How are you supporting men? Um, how can uh, people that are listening that are dads, like how can they be part of this? Uh, maybe if you don't, you know, like if we can expand on that a little bit. Yeah. So, you know, I think of day one dads as a, as a new movement um, that really focuses obviously on dads and fatherhood. Um, I think there is uh, a lot of ups and downs and stresses that a father goes through that a lot of people just don't really realize. So the main initiative is, hey, how do we create awareness? And how do we create impact um, towards that? How can we support them? Um, so number one is we want to uh, be a resource, a resource for help, whether it's you know some coaching, um, anybody needs counseling, um, an area and a safe space they can go to. Um, you know, I, I think the way kind of day one dad started was uh, was interesting. Originally it was supposed to be a podcast, mm-hmm. and uh, just to have a conversation, um, I. You know, it's it's hard. It's not easy. Yeah. So kudos to you and and doing this. Um, but I think uh, we then realized that hey, some of the dads that were interviewing, we had some great conversations, and it's it's really interesting. Like I said, you know, it takes one person to kind of start the combo, create a safe space, and it's really interesting and amazing um, how safe that other person becomes. Mm-hmm. So we end up having some really good conversations and. Um, and then we're just like, hey, how can we create some more impacts, more awareness? So we decided to, hey, better way, have a golf tournament. Um, so we teamed up with Woods Homes, and uh, they're a great organization that focuses on children's mental health. Um, so, you know, why do we seek that value with Woods Homes is we, it starts with our kids, right? It starts with their upbringing and, and training them from young about vulnerability, um, emotions, um, how to communicate, and all that stems from when they're younger. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot harder to do that when you're already in your 20s and 30s to to be able to pivot um, yeah. that. So, so we teamed up with them, and we thought they were a great organization. And um, we were fortunate enough, and we raised uh, just over $21,000 um, from the golf tournament uh, for Towards Homes. So, you know, with that, we just say, hey, there's, there's lots of opportunities, lots of interest in this, and, and how can we expand? And um, you know, we're continuing to work with Woods Homes to facilitate different events throughout the year. Um, but our goal is to, uh, you know, raid fun- raise fundraising and be able to give it back to the community um, that are actually creating the impact. So we work with grassroots organizations around the city, um, help them with funding, because that's always the hardest part to 
uh, to get things going. A lot of people are doing some great things, you know, things like this podcast. There's um, uh, Parents Village as well that's down south that just brings the community together. And I think it's really great. Um, but uh, you want to be able to support them. Yeah. So. No, that's that that's amazing stuff. And and I guess for people that want to be a part of it or seek mm -hmm. the resources, how can they do that? Like, have you is it pretty easy and stuff like that? Like to have that. access? Yeah. Yeah, it is. So definitely we have our website, um, which is uh, www.d1d.ca. Um, and then we also have our, our Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn um, as, a, as a resource as well. So you know, our goal this year is to uh, continue to build on our community hub and, and um, work with different organizations to build uh, a good resource for dads. So um, I think that's that's really the easiest way. Um, obviously, we are connected with a, a few great organizations around the city and hosting different events. So, so yeah, you're going to start to see the name out there and and be recognized. Yeah, no, that's that's great. And I guess if people do want to utilize the resources you mentioned, there's counseling and coaching. Um, mm. And is that centered more so around? just the mental health aspect of it, or is it more around being fathers? And, and, you know, obviously there's a lot of stuff that comes with that, the stress and the things we don't typically talk about, um, especially for fathers. And like, so what yeah. is that, is that what that entails? Yeah, exactly. So as of course, yes, to focus on mental health, but uh, just a resource of, Hey, you know, I have a teenage son, I have a teenage daughter. Um, you know, how do I, what do I do, right? I think we are, the uh, best way to describe fatherhood is that we're just this open book and we kind of write the chapter every day as we go, right? And um, so I think as long as you seek the resource uh, and the help from each other, um, then, you, then you make the right decision, right? There's no right. such thing as a wrong decision, but we always want to make the, the right choice when it comes to raising our kids um, and especially in our relationship as well, right? Uh, it's, uh, you know, having a girlfriend or a wife, it's, it's a work in progress. You got to communicate, you have to evolve and, and that is not easily done by yourself. It's through yeah. conversation and, and connecting with, with other guys, so. Yeah, yeah. So do you mind sharing a little bit, like, how have you been able to, like, practice some of these things? Like, as you know, you mentioned being a father of two children, uh, two boys, especially, and, and being a husband, like, how have you been able to, like, incorporate some of these things? Because I know you mentioned earlier, like, the, the pandemic hasn't been easy on many people. But what are some yeah. of the things that you've had to do yourself that you're hoping other men can learn or also practice? Yeah. Uh, number one, communicate. Yeah. That's the reality, right? If you're feeling a certain way, uh, communicate. I think as you start to build a relationship of how you communicate, um, it becomes a lot easier just to say, hey, I'm, I'm tired today. I, I need a break and that's okay. Um, sometimes there could be some uh, some resentment um, revolved around that, being like, well, I'm working harder than you or, you know, it's, it's not really about that. So mm. um I think uh, communication is one um, and, you know, raising two boys, my kids have energy for days yeah. and uh, they could be a lot. Right. And um, it's, it's always go, go, go. But, you know, I think it's like when you have a partner in crime, you have your life partner, you guys kind of figure it out to go along the way. But I think number one is communicate, engage, talk about each other's emotions and, and go from there. And like I said, it's, you have to practice it 
has to be an everyday thing. Um, I, it has to evolve from that. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And I think one of the things you and I chatted about uh, last time too was, uh, again, nurturing that expression of emotions amongst our children, right? And and to your point earlier, how do we role model that? If we're not teaching the children that earlier, it's going to be hard for them to learn when they're in their 20s and 30s. So how are you nurturing that with your boys, especially understanding that that's something men struggle with in general. And, and that's something I also I'm mindful of when I'm working with my son. But what are some things that you're doing that you could share that have worked well? Um, and, and, and then I guess the other question would be, how do you handle the times where you realize that maybe you didn't show up as your best self and, and not having that pain that comes with it, but having compassion for yourself as a father too, because that's equally important. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, so some of my tactics, you know, I'm, uh, you know, I'm not the end all be all with yeah. all the answers, but um, some from some of my experience is having that conversation with my son, right? If he's feeling a certain way, if I notice that his energy is down, um, I just try to ask and uh, ask the right questions. You know, what made you feel this way? Okay, when this happened, um, this made you feel this way, and you want them to respond, you know. Of course, yeah, this is why, or have them really think of why they feel that way. Mm -hmm. And I think that way they'll be able to, to tap into a different part of their brain. It's like, you know, self-awareness. And I think, unfortunately, a lot of our society feel like they, they struggle with self-awareness, right? Um, what they say, what they do, and how they impact other people. Mm -hmm. um, it's too quick and easy with social media. I, that's my biggest fear right now, I'll, I'll be honest, is that social media is is a tool that a lot of people use and they are not self-aware as far as what impact they're creating on others when they say when they do things right. so i think i'm trying to teach my boys that uh, i think is important for them to be self-aware not only with um, themselves physically but um, emotionally as well mm -hmm. um and you know how i kind of i guess realize for me like when i'm not my best uh Sometimes it's after the action, um, but you know the right thing to do after that is just to say, "Hey, what Dad did just wasn't right. Mm -hmm. I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have done that, and I'm sorry." Yeah. Right. And and sometimes I hear your seven year old say, "That's okay, Dad. It's okay. It was. I understand." Yeah. Right. And then it's like, "Whoa, okay, all right. Now we're kind of getting somewhere." But I think you just need to be self aware. You have to admit that. You know, we're not always going to be perfect. I could have had a stressful day at work and mm -hmm. I just said something in a wrong tone and I didn't mean that um, or I just wasn't present. Mm -hmm. Right. But um, they only they only understand how how we make them feel. They never really understand the words. So I think uh, we want to make sure that them walking away from a situation that they feel good about it and say, OK. And in the back of their heads, this is OK. If I'm ever in a situation like this, this is how I deal with it. Yeah. So when I watch both of my boys interact, you know, four and seven, and if one of them yells at the other person and, you know, they, they listen and they watch us and they say, Hey, you know what? Sorry. I didn't mean to say that. This is why I did this because you hurt my feelings and just watch them interact. I'm like, okay, they're watching. <laughs> yeah. They're watching. Yeah, no, that's great. And uh, I think that's amazing that you mentioned that because I think uh, most of the time children to your point are not, listening to the words they're watching for the actions they're really picking mm -hmm. up the cues based on how we're showing up 
And yeah. for you to be able to sh- demonstrate humility and taking accountability when you do uh, fall short of your own standard, I think is being, it's powerful because, and, and I do the same, you know, if, if I realize that I could have handled the situation better and I'm not practicing what I'm preaching to my son, it's taking that ownership and being like, Hey, I'm sorry. You know what? This is what I did. And for next time I'll do better. And I think that creates, I think it brings us closer together too. And I can only speak to my relationship, but in all, in general, I think there's a sense of connection there when, when your child can see, Hey, you know, my dad's human too. And he's accepting his mistake and it's okay to make mistakes. Yeah. I, I agree. I agree. Is there a time that, uh, that you felt that you had to kind of take a step back and, and do a little self-check, a little reflection? Uh, all the time, <laughs> all the time. Uh, I yeah. think for me, like as a single dad, it's, it's a little bit different because when I'm with my son, uh, it, it's like me and him interacting all the time. So I have to constantly mm-hmm. be mindful of how I'm showing up. Right. And, and it it includes everything, whether it's um, being kind, being generous, being uh, expressing myself, being vulnerable, all of these things I have to constantly check. And, you know, I think we all have our own blind spots. Right. And I may tell him something, tell him something, hey, this is how you need to handle this situation. But when it comes to me, I may not handle it the right way or handle it as I would like to. So it's being able to pause and take that step back and see, okay, mm-hmm. did I show up as my best self? And if I didn't, it's taking that ownership. And uh, I'm very mindful of the times where, um, to my, in my mind, where I haven't handled the situation as well as I'd like, it's being able to take that ownership with my son. So he knows that, okay, my dad, is still human and it's okay to make mistakes and mm-hmm. and you have to apologize and then try to do better so so it's a constant constant battle and i think um having that awareness keeps me in check for sure yeah yeah i i agree 100 yeah we're always we're always on on the spotlight yeah yeah it's it's <laughs> uh being a father is probably one of those it is like, I mean, it's a job, right? And it's not one of those mm-hmm. careers that you can just like take off or, or fly, <laughs> go somewhere else. I think it's, it's, it takes a lot of responsibility. And, and I think to your point earlier, we also need to be aware that uh, we're supporting each other because it's not easy. And yeah. there's no instruction manual. There's no training on being a dad. And the, we, we're all trying to do our best in our own ways. And sometimes we just need a hand here and there and, and support amongst our community as well. Yeah, I, I agree, man. We're on the same page. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I guess the last question I had for you, Curtis, like amongst all the work you're doing, where do you see this initiative going? Like, you know, you mentioned your uh, non-for-profit organization, but what's the future for Day One Dads? And like, what's your vision for this um, initiative? Yeah, you know, right now it's about uh, uh, bringing the community together. Um, so uh, we have our poker tournament that's coming up April 23rd, um, a charity poker tournament. And then June 16th, we're doing our second annual uh, charity golf tournament. 
Um, you know, so I think for, for us right now, uh, this year the goal is building our community hub, bringing the community together, creating some awareness, um, and then creating some impact through, um, through major events and fundraising. Um, the, I think the overarching goal is, uh, you know, supporting grassroots organizations um, at the same time, once again, bringing the community together, creating some more awareness through the fatherhood and the dads. And we want to create some great uh, reasons for them to hang out with their kids. So, you know, we want to get ourselves involved with, um, you know, sporting events that are happening around the city from Stampeders to Flames Games and, and be able to provide them an opportunity to bond with their kids. So. Um, as far as where, the, where we're going to go for, um, you know, the upcoming years, I think it's just going to grow and, and evolve. And uh, it, like I said, the initiative is just create awareness. Mm -hmm. And as long as we can do that and, and at least spark the conversation, create a resource for, um, for men who are in a vulnerable state, um, I think that's, that's, what, that's what success looks like for, for day one dads. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's powerful. I mean, again, thank you, Curtis, for doing this. I, I really appreciate it. Uh, I think the work you're doing is, is amazing. Um, I think especially coming out of this pandemic and, you know, the struggles that men are facing, especially with fatherhood. Uh, I think this is mm. a, a great initiative, especially uh, locally in Calgary. So I commend you for that. And, and I know you thank mentioned... You. Uh, mentioned some ways that people can get a hold of it, um, mm -hmm. whether it's the website or, or Instagram. How are what are some ways people can get in touch with you guys or with yourself? Yeah, so we do have off of our website, we do have an emailer um, that's there as well. Um, my personal email is Curtis C U R T I S at D one D dot C A. Um, please feel free to reach out. Um, love to connect with uh, with anybody and everybody. Um, I think, like I said, with this initiative, it's first step one, create some awareness. And then step two, let's bring the community together in a, in a safe space. So um, there's lots of great things going on around the city um, from speaker series events to kind of men huddles and, uh, and things like that. So we want to help them create some more awareness as well. So we'd love to be that hub and, and help amplify um, this initiative. Yeah. And, and what's the Instagram handle? Same. Um, yeah. So it's day one dads. So uh, at day one dads. That's it. Perfect. Yeah, I'll put all that information in the show notes so people can get a hold of you guys and um, great. Thank you. Bombard you with questions. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I love it, man. I love it. You know, I think uh, this this is definitely something that uh, that we love doing. And and thank you for for everything, man. I think uh, your podcast is is great. I really enjoy listening. Yeah, you're welcome. And again, thank you for coming on here and sharing the story. I think uh, it's really important stuff. And it doesn't get enough attention, but I think with the work you guys are doing, it's going to. So I'm, I'm excited for Thank the future. <laughs> Thank you, man. I really appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in to another episode. As always, please subscribe to the podcast if you enjoy the episodes or leave a comment in the comment section. I always love hearing from you. Thank you again. And until next week.